to another episode of Life and Pinstripes. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. I'm James Yevon. And this is episode number 35. Moose! Mike Moosina! You know, I haven't thought of him in a while. Well, because we haven't had a, a solid picture that we're in number 35, I could have said Michael Pineda, but he's a e. lost cause anyway. Dude, the moose. I remember he was he never threw very hard, but he was crafty. He he was a pitcher's pitcher. Yeah, yeah. I also remember uh, 2008 was the first ever season, full season I ever watched baseball. I remember watching Moose and his 20 wins, and then he retired the next year. I'm like, why? Think real quick, because by the way, folks, we're almost baseballed out. Because guess what? Baseball's over, and we're only gonna talk baseball for just a brief second. Yeah, because there's so much more to talk about now. Well, the door is practically open to the other sports, to the NFL, to the NBA, and to things like the fact that there's a bunny rabbit in the corner of this yeah, room. Yeah, so if you hear that noise, she's uh, drinking her water right now. He's, uh, he's a teacher, and he has the pet that you take home for the weekend, and yep. it's his turn, so Rose, the black bunny... Is sucking down some water right now. Yes, that's awesome. By the way, she's she is the she is the prettiest bunny in the whole wide world. It's a funny name for an animal, Rose, because I'm sure she's beautiful like a one, but doesn't smell like it. Uh, she has moments, but mostly she doesn't smell. Especially when she runs around the place and she leaves a little nice little pellets on the ground. You know what does smell? What? AJ Hinch. Oh, uh, yeah, he he left a very rough. <laughs> rough smell. Rough odor in the air and rough feels for the Astros fans. Now, real quick, we'll just want to say A.J. Hinch is the manager of the Houston Astros. He led them to the World Series in 2017, their first ever title. Yes. Weird thing, by the way, real quick. He's been the Astros manager for five seasons. Only one World Series win, and I could swear they won it more than once. They've, well, it's just the way been there. It's the style of the game they play, the young core that they got, uh, uh, the young core that makes everybody jealous. By the way, and I will say this: it was the Red Sox and Dodgers last year, right? Yes. And then it was the Astros and Nationals this year. Oh, Astros and Dodgers. The year before that. Oh, Astros and Dodgers in twenty. Astros won that. Yes. And did the Astros? But year before that? The year before that, they didn't make the playoffs, but in 2015, they made it to the division series, eventually losing to the eventual world champion, Kansas City Royals. Oh, okay, okay. Point was, uh, A.J. Hinch, he's had quite a successful team there. Oh, yeah. And weird stuff happened. You know, we're not going to get too into it, but I just want to say, Game 7, you had a 2-0 lead, Max Scherzer, who we're going to expand on in seconds. Yes. A lot of love for him. You were up 2-0. Granke was dealing. Yep. And then, yes, he gives up a home run to Rendon, Rendon who was an absolute animal, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Holy he's a, crap. He's a free agent. At this year. He's making a uh, case to make uh, some solid change. Oh, he's going to make some big money. Yeah. Cole is, too. Oh, yes. Rendon, what I really like about him is his stance. It's so laissez-faire. It's so... First of all, I think he is the most underrated player because his, stat, his stats are just ridiculous. He hits 35 and drives in like one. Did you see that uh, stat thing they showed where after his all of his at-bats in the playoffs after the seventh inning, it was walk, double, home run, walk, double, home run. So he gets on base. And it gets on base. <laughs> he, hits, he hits home runs and doubles and then, of course, gets on base by yes. walking. But point was, he hadn't gotten out yet. After the seventh inning, what what Buster only said best was Anthony Rendon cools a cucumber. The he man is, was is, so calm. You figure with the Nationals being 
in their first ever World Series, you figure they'd be a little. You know, yeah, Jay's. but you know what? A lot of veteran presence there. Remember game one? Uh, they were already uh, losing, and it was like, oh boy, can we even do this? And it was Zimmerman, who's been with the Nationals since they became the Nationals. He was yep. their first draft pick there. Yep. He's ridden through terrible years there, and he's the one that cracked it off. He hit the home run off of Cole. Cole. And it was like, hey, yeah, we can do this, by the way. He made the team realize we belong here. We can do this. And... Howie Kendrick, another veteran. Veteran presence, yeah. just Huge home runs. First of all, his his, his started with that grand slam against yep. the Dodgers. That's when it all started. That was game five? That was game five, yep. The do-or-die game in Los Angeles, and that made every baseball fan imaginable just shocked out of their mind. And then he had the two-run home run to take the lead to win, uh, be up three to two. Did you see that home run, by the way? Uh, no, I heard it. It was like a like a little the, screamer the down right the line, line right? and hit the foul pole. Because So, real quick, A.J. Hinch, we think you pulled Granke a little early there because not only was he dealing, but it would have made sense if you pulled him for the best pitcher in baseball, Cole. Possibly. Uh, he was warming Cy- up in the bullpen. It probably could have been a Cy Young candidate. If not a Cy Young winner. He didn't lose for an entire uh, like three months, it felt like. He he went 19 or 20 decisions in a row without a loss. Before that game one loss. Before game one loss. Yeah. But he did come back and have a lights out performance yep. after that. Uh, I will say this. Confused that you didn't go with it, Cole. Uh, you know what it looked like? It looked like he pulled the uh, a boonie there for a second, pulling oh. someone out. There yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to make that a, a thing now. I, I don't want to make it a thing, but it sounded. Uh, we're not gonna make Boone be the guy who's linked to pulling people too early, but he did. <laughs> and question was, Granky was not only dealing, but it is no tomorrow time. You don't. It's game seven. Yeah, you don't make excuses like he did, such as. Well, I didn't want Cole to come in mid-inning. He needed to have a fresh inning. You know, no, that's Bush. That's that, Bush League. That's BS. And no, who cares if they're comfortable or not comfortable? It is no tomorrow. Every out mattered. And literally, a couple of pitches into your decision to go with somebody else, the game wasn't yours anymore. He must have really trusted that bullpen to death. And. It- he went with like a couple of them. He went with Will Harris, who was actually pretty solid. I mean, I was kind of afraid of him when we faced yeah, him. Yeah, he was and nasty he, against us. And then he gave up that two-run home run. You're like, ooh. And then there was Ozuna, who threw like 40 pitches. The yep, most. he sucked. And then what was it? There was another I, one in there. But it doesn't matter. The point is... Point is... is the, point is, is that the Astros messed it up in do or die game seven. Mm-hmm. Give it... Practically just giving the championship to the Washington Nationals. A, we gotta tip our cap... Freaking crazy that every road team won in that first World series ever. Like any in, in any sport, nobody basketball, any sport that has nobody series, won at home. No home team won. That's All the, that's amazing, I mean, and especially games six and seven for the Nationals. Yeah, it's like you gotta. It's like if you're the home team, you gotta win game it's, six. It's as if they put more seven. pressure on themselves exactly. in front of their own fans. It's like. Does home field advantage matter anymore? It, yeah, it <laughs> it's makes like, you question what? that, doesn't you? Like, and, what? And also, Astros finally turning it on, winning three straight in D.C. I you thought they like were I thought home. they were automatically... I'm like, okay, Astros are probably waving that banner that yeah. next game. And but no. got to tip the cap to the Nationals. And wow, Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Gritty performance, Game 7. 
I love gritty performances. That almost reminded me of the bloody sock from like Chris yes. Schilling. Yes, you he got had it. neck spasms or neck spasms, back spasms. He couldn't even dress himself mm-hmm. during an interview. You look like he, he looked like he was in so much pain, and he gets out and he pitches to like it, practically his death. Yeah, he it was life or death. That's the guy, and that's the type of energy you need to have game seven. That's what I want to see. That's somebody I want to get up to the plate for and get a hit. Someone I, you want to root for. I love that. And yeah, he threw five innings, gave up two runs, but it was a gritty, gritty performance. Think of it this way. He gave up two runs to a really tough Houston lineup. Yeah, it could have been it could have been worse. And when Correa hit that ball down the line that Rendon did just get a glove on, yeah. he bent but never broke. No. That is Scherzer, man. And yes, I gotta give the love to Steven Strasburg. Big performance in game six, getting of into course, the ninth inning. Yep. God bless, that was awesome. But you know what? Here's the major turning point, I think, was in in this Uh, World Series. Yes, I can't wait to talk about this, by the way. Alex Bregman's bat carry. Ooh. Which was responded with Juan Soto's bat carry. Can't you tell that? uh, Who would you rather have on your team? Juan Soto or Ronald Acuna? I would choose Juan Soto. Well, I will tell you this because of what we saw. I was not only blown away by how Juan Soto was playing, but his age, man. He just turned 21, like, last week, I think it was. He, in games one and two, was lights out. He learned from a first at bat, striking out on fastballs to Cole. Then he hit a ball further as a lefty to the opposite field, up in the train tracks. The longest home run in Minute Maid Park I've ever seen. No one's ever done that to the opposite field as a lefty. And the guy is calm. He is a very wise hitter. He takes great approaches and the thing that blew my mind was he had kind of lost the mojo a little bit in those middle of the games of the series. Oh, at the, home? The Nationals The entire kinda, offense just like shut yeah, down. It was, it, they weren't close games. It, no. it, was, it was like six run leads and grand slams and then hitters that were cold started getting hot. It was so I believe it was accidental. <coughs> but Excuse me. the situation is this for those of you who do not know. Alex Bregman on Houston... They were down one nothing early. He hits a game tying home run in like the first inning or whatever. Yep. To make it one to one, he showboats. He carries his bat all the way down and past first base. Now, for those of you who don't know, that's basically an unwritten rule of not cool. That's a little big f you to the other team. Yeah, that's pitcher. like let the kids play. Yeah, no, sorry, you gotta show at least a little bit of respect. I thought that was a little disrespectful. It was. It was like the same equivalent of. Hitting a three and hanging that arm up all the way back down the court. Or making a slam dunk and holding like holding the netting pretty yeah. much. And just it's just not done. And he rounds first, he gets home. You know what that ended up doing? It ended up pissing off the enemy. And especially Juan Soto. Oh, yes. Never give any reason. Like back when we were talking about the Yankees and Astros. Don't change when Tanaka was taken out and Adovino came in. Why even give the other team a positive thought? Because they couldn't hit Tanaka. Why make him be like, yes, thank God he's well, out? Well, let's be honest. I don't think the Astros were really thinking that the Nationals were going to take advantage of that. But well, they weren't even. Yeah, of course they weren't thinking that. No one's thinking that in the moment. Everyone was actually thinking, ooh, crap. Because you saw Altuve go over and talk to Bregman. You saw everybody talk to Bregman. Yeah. Because 
he's not really that kind of guy. No, and not I, a chance. I do believe him when he was actually apologizing. He did come back in his next plate appearance, try to apologize to Jan Gomes, the catcher, but Jan Gomes wasn't having it. You know, he what wasn't it, even looking at him. He's a very passionate player. You're playing in the World Series. Mm-hmm. You can't help but get excited over the little things like that. Like, how do you think Jose Bautista felt after that back? Oh play? yeah, that was awesome when he when he hit the yeah. home run for Toronto. Yeah, that was a couple years back when they when Toronto had a good push in the playoffs. Yeah, hits but the home run, he goes bah! throws the bat really far. Yep, and then of course we know what happened against the Yankees. No, they or, actually don't. You got to tell him, James. You okay, tell what happened was is that because they don't know who Jose Bautista is. They after don't know the that reference, after the Jose Bautista home run that sent the uh, Blue Jays to the American League Championship Series. The next season, when it was the Blue Jays and the Rangers facing off in the regular season, I think it was a game in May, Jose Bautista did like a dirty slide to Rugnan Odor, and then Rugnan Odor went like that to Bautista's face. Punched him right in the face. And you can see, like in slow motion, like he just literally just went like, Players do not forget. And they they still think that the Nationals next season will I don't think they're going to retaliate because they ended Uh, up winning and it didn't matter. Of course. But... The best retaliation was, and I know people didn't like, or coaches didn't like it, but what you did was you pissed off the wrong people. And Juan Soto, who kind of lost that mojo a little bit, you saw it. His next that bat, his arms were moving, that flow came back. Game was tied, and then boom, uh oh, hits a bomb, holds the bat. So and it goes like goes like that, pretty much. Now Juan Soto carries the bat all the way past first base. Yep. And slowly, slowly trots around the bases. Now, I love it. You do it on the field. You no, respond I didn't. On the, I, I personally love it. I know the first base coach didn't like it. He picked up the bat and threw it back in disgust. That's the best retaliation you could possibly do, by I the love way. it. Because you, you... I don't care. That was awesome. You you heard it in the post-game interview. Like, oh, what did you feel about that? He's like, well, I saw Bregman do it. It looked awesome. So I wanted to do it. <laughs> that was such a 21-year-old answer. That, but, that is such a 21-year-old. But, but it was a, it was a grown man response on the field. That That is awesome. That home run was so cool and yeah i don't think bredman meant to do this but more than excite his team he ended up awakening the other team and getting that die do or die mentality yeah made them wolves and we know what else happens the rest is history congratulations to the washington, washington nationals. nationals first ever world series title in franchise history you know what it is i, I want to talk about this the last like few seasons first round exit First round exit. First round exit. Each loss, like, absolute sheer disappointment. They finally get over that bump, and they beat the big badass Astros mm. to win the title. That's it, It's the opponent they face, the obstacles they face, losing Bryce Harper, by the way. Oh, yeah. Look and at that. It goes to show, paying one guy a ton of money is not how you're going to win. I mean, what did the Padres do? Did their wins go up a lot by getting Manny Machado? They really didn't do much. Didn't do much. So... I don't think we're going to see gigantic contracts like that, other than people like uh, people that deserve it, like uh, a Mike Trout. Mike Trout, yeah. And real quick note, I didn't like Garrett Cole. The fact that I think he must have been mad he didn't go in or whatever, but post-game interview, did you see that? Oh, yeah. He was wearing his... Uh, agent's hat. Uh, what's his agent's name? Scott Boris. Scott. Yeah. He wasn't wearing an Astros hat anymore. He was pretty much just saying like, uh, "Yeah, I'm it's, leaving." It's been it's been real Astros like. Oh. He geez. said, uh, "I learned a lot in Houston. It was great." But he that sounds like a man who's leaving. But 
I thought that was kind of disrespectful. Right after you lose the World Series, and, and not to mention you're on a team, not to mention you're on a team that had your back throughout yeah. the entire season. Like, you know, what? I think that was I think that was him being mad at AJ Hinch for not going with Maybe, him. Well, and, he did. It was two days rest. I mean, but the thing is, is that he definitely was. He warmed up. Over that. He was ready to go. He was butthurt over that. Yeah. It, Obviously, the answer. I would be butthurt too. The answer would the answer would have been a lot different. Obviously, if they won. Yes. Or if he was put in. None, but, nonetheless, an awesome World Series. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, this has basically helped us move on because we wanted to move on, and I've baseball's to, over now. I've been wanting to move on after our sheer disappointment of a yeah. Uh, it's okay until twenty twenty. So guess what's going on now? We've got football, basketball, hockey, the other major sports. <sighs> Lot to talk about. So football first, real quick. Uh, what's the st- what's going on in football? You know, what? I I think we had Antonio Brown doing his bitchness, yeah, and then uh, you know the 49ers, They're eight and zero. Like, yeah. what is going on here? Do you think the 49ers are real? I think so. I saw them play against the Panthers. Oh boy, they're uh, they murdered the Panthers. They murdered them. Yeah, like Emmanuel Sanders is like they're they're running back, like cutting through the defense. Like Emmanuel no other. Sanders was a good and addition Jimmy, to them. Jimmy Garoppolo looks really good too. He surprised me. So run, he did running backs me. are Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. Yep, and Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback. Yep, Emmanuel Sanders wide receiver. Yep, uh, Devo Samuel. Devo Samuel. That's like a rookie. Um, I don't even know Marquise, who's on the team. Marquise Goodwin still on there? Right? They have the great tight end George George, George Kittle. George Kittle. Uh, they have a Dante Pettis because I, I was. Want to say they have penis. Richard Sherman on defense. Richard Sherman on defense. Yes. They so, have a lot. The oh, things. Um, is it Nick or Joey? One Joey Bosa. Bosa. Joey Bosa. He was like Joey Bosa. Second round or second pick overall. Look, you never thought that San Francisco 49ers yeah. would be eight and oh. Mike Shanahan really so they turned a I don't they were crusty last year, right? They were brutal to watch last year. Well Jimmy G tore his ACL oh, after he right. got that contract that's right. and then uh and they had that guy play quarterback and, and then uh yeah, so yeah, Jimmy G true. did surprise me. Great Thursday night game usually you against know, the Cardinals. Oh yeah. You don't really see Thursday night games that are actually that fun, but it was the first pick overall playing against the second pick overall. Oh yeah it was Tyler uh, Murray, Murray and Joey, Joey Bosa. Bosa. Uh, and both both teams played very well. Now, I knew it was going. I knew it was the 49ers were going to come out on top. They're clearly the better team. But it was way closer than I expected, man. It, you know, Kyle, the Cardinals are still finding their identity, and Kyler Murray he doesn't have any weapons at all. Yeah, no, 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 no. But a chance. they, Kenyon Drake, uh, didn't they just got Kenyon Drake? Really? Right? Yes. I did not. I wasn't well aware. I heard that on the radio today, and I was like, oh. How about that? Well, if I get well, it looks so, like the Miami Dolphins are having the desire to lose even more games if that's even possible. Tanking for Tua, but anyway, the, oh man, they're gonna have, they're gonna struggle tanking. By the I've way, I've also realized this. Have you realized the Monday night and Thursday night games have just been like terrible? They haven't. They ha- they, They've been just they scheduled been, it so it was gonna be good, but the teams that you thought were in it are terrible. Yeah. Like there was a, I think it was the Redskins and the Vikings. Like what? Yeah, you But you do that in the middle of the season. Like weeks one, two, and three, you have those games still be good, but you but sneak then you, in week six, seven, and eight, you have the terrible teams play Thursday and Monday. Yep, and then you have the teams that are like, yeah, like you said. Like, you had the Jets and the Patriots it, play Monday night, and yeah, they, you they thought, tried to build it up, but it was the game or where... Or the game... It was the game where... What's, his, what's the quarterback of the Jets? Uh, Sam um, Darnold? Sam Darnold. It was he when had, he was seeing ghosts. He, 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 he thought he was seeing ghosts, and then he had um, probably had mono at the game. He just like... Oh! 
Yes, like one of what, what he said. So <laughs> that was a shellacking. That was where that Patriots there, won like 35 nothing. I remember that. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. I bet like week two, I think it was like the Browns and the Jets, and it was just... Oh, but Browns were so hyped at the beginning of the year, and I just... They were considered, or, or not World Series, Super Bowl favorites, and boy, have they been so disappointing. With that pressure, you know, they were 7-8-1 last year, and Baker Mayfield... I thought they were going to make it to the postseason last year. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of love, and they got a few more additions in weaponry, and with that has come... Sheer disappointment. I, miscommunication. I think it comes miscommunication. Freddie Kitchens is not a NFL head coach. Nope, he is not. Baker Mayfield does not trust Odell I, Beckham, by I the way. I thought I overheard on the radio the other day that yeah. Freddie Kitchens took a five-yard penalty to not waste a timeout. That's exactly, I think, what And they did. were like... Was oh. that the last game against the Patriots? Yes. yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. I want to talk about the greatest interception I've ever saw. And then there was that shovel pass. Yeah, that little shovel pass. He tried to pass it, and then instead the Patriots, Patriots defender had they great just penetration. Came in and then you just like... I'm like, oh, man. Interesting pick six. That's now, such a Browns play. Let that sink And then post-game, there was a, a quote of Baker Mayfield. I guess somebody asked him something like, uh, so were you happy with that drive? And it was obviously a drive that he's like, did I like that? We didn't even score points. I mean, Jesus, Tony. And then he storms out. So I paraphrase that. But bottom line is Baker Mayfield, you have to remember, all these star athletes are used to winning all the way up until they get to the highest levels. Pretty much, yeah. Because what ends up happening is the best, best athletes go earliest in the draft, usually go to the worst teams, and they have to get used to losing and get used to having negative post-game interviews. Now, Baker, whether you like it or not, suck it up! You are the face of Cleveland Browns football. You need to be the leader and have leader-like answers. Take notes from Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the least interesting man when interviewed. He's okay. never said anything you didn't expect. So what you got to do is not have a temper tantrum and storm out of interviews. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Well, at least on the bright side, at least he did the interview, unlike Clint Frazier. I was literally going to say, we have another story like that. Clint Frazier not doing any interview. But, but think of it this way. Clint Baker, Baker, I just, what were you going to say? I thought Baker Mayfield may be honored to be on the list of the 25 Cleveland Brown quarterbacks in the last like 20 years. Yeah, they, they had like a stat where there was like a new quarterback. There was like four quarterbacks per year. They were constantly changing. They had Brandon Whedon. They had they had Brandon Whedon. They had Johnny Johnny Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Josh Manziel. McCown, Josh McCown. Josh oh McCown was probably their best one. Savvy veteran McCown. As of right now, yeah. But just, Cleveland's gross. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks just claimed off of waivers Josh Gordon from the Patriots. Good move. And Good Muhammad move. Sanu went from the Falcons to fill in that spot for the Patriots. That was probably wild. That was cool because I had Muhammad Sanu on my bench. My wide receivers are stud, stud, Muhammad Sanu, half stud. So I've never known if I should put him in or not. Now I think you should. Because but now with the Patriots. Because he's definitely going to be more of a target than Tom Brady. His now. value went way up. Of so course. that's exciting. Yes. And guess what? I think Josh Gordon is going to play very well for Seattle because Seattle has supposedly great marijuana. And Josh Gordon needs marijuana. Or uh, Stephen A. Smith. Stay off the weed. The weed. Whether you like rules or not, they're rules. You're in a professional 
play like a adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We understand you, Stephen A. Smith. Respect, respect. I always. love Stephen A. Yes, Stephen A. said something really funny today. He was giving love to uh, Lewis Riddick. He's saying, "Oh, Lewis Riddick. He's this. He's that. And he's also applying for the Chippendales." He was basically giving him some love on how he looks. Yeah. And Lewis Riddick was being polite back and said. Oh, I'm just taking after you, Stephen A. I think you, you're doing the Trippendales. Stephen A. comes back with, I got a peanut head, I got a schnoz for a nose. Nobody <laughs> wants to see this out there with no shirt on. So, hey, I love Stephen A. Oh, yeah. But other than that, football, I don't even know why I'm wearing a Tony Romo shirt. Yeah, first of all, I want to explain. When you walked into my house, I'm like, what in God's name are you wearing a Cowboys jersey when you know I'm a Giants fan? I love... Tony Romo as an announcer. Yes, he is an awesome announcer. As a player, though, he, uh, he was solid. He was solid. He was solid, but you know, when it mattered, he kind of just... But honestly, I uh, I just wanted to wear a football jersey because now it's football season. And the only other football jersey I have is Ben Roethlisberger. Ooh, that probably would have let the sour taste in <sighs> Pittsburgh. So as Pittsburgh is stinking it up... And as my Giants continue to have Swiss cheese defense... <laughs> I like that Swiss cheese defense... But you are seeing a little hope. Uh, I will say this, though. Daniel Daniel Jones is not the issue. He actually can throw to people. Yeah. And he's been successful. It's his goddamn offensive line that can't protect him at all. Yes. And what we noticed with Eli, who was not mobile at all, that offensive line that can't keep a solid pocket. At least he moves. Daniel Jones can move. He can slide. He can extend a play, change an angle. Throw it out of bounds. You wouldn't see that with Eli. I don't see a lot of... um uh, short passes. I actually see longer passes. They're actually throwing down the field? Yes. That's nice. He's not afraid to do that. And you have to know the Giants, who prided themselves on defense for years, all those teams. And Lawrence Taylor, Michael Strahan. For people that could, uh, Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck. People that like could that. rush the passer. Uh, they don't have that anymore. They also don't have, they traded away Olivier Vernon. It was Olivier Vernon. They traded away Olivier Vernon. They, de- they traded away um, Flowers, who we just uh, faced. Those defensive, Landon Collins the left. Defensive backs and safeties. Uh, that dude who was their first pick from Nebraska, oh, who's um, now on, I want to say the Bears. Oh. Um, it was like Apple something. Eli, oh, Eli Apple, I think it was. No, but that's also another one. Uh, Eli Apple, gone. Either way, I'll, I'll remember who I was thinking yeah. of. Um, yeah, other than that, football. You got Aaron Rodgers, friggin' uh, Matt LaFleur and him are now making out in the back. They're doing all right. Uh, Patriots still. Patriots. You know, the they haven't been tested they, yet, but we'll see. The Patriots' best yeah, defense of all yeah, time. Yeah, they're, they're first. Blah, blah, blah. The reason why they're the greatest defense of all time is because they've been facing subpar teams. They literally haven't faced a good team yet. Yeah. You got uh, other teams. You got Kirk Cousins being called out and uh, apologizing and now dominating. That's yeah, football this year. Football, yep. Yeah, but I want to talk a little bit about uh-huh. two things because we okay. are low on time. Yes. I want to say something, because uh, we wanted to talk a little basketball, but guess what? It's a little too early. We'll talk about it next it's week. It's only been five games. Let's just say there's, there's a huge flip-flop of messes. Yeah, yeah. One big flip-flop is the Warriors go from being elite uh, dynasty to... And then uh, Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns get into, get into a little cuddling match, practically. Yep. Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns, big fight. Ben Simmons was politely choking out Carl Towns, trying to be a peacemaker. And and Kyrie Irving in his first five games is considered a bad guy. Kyrie already being the guy that they should have known they already had, being the drama queen. And KD, when asked, uh, can you, you know, do something about that and talk to him? You're his friend, right? KD says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, 
Kyrie, he's an artist. You gotta let him be, because I know what he's gonna bring every night in the court. You know what you're gonna get. On the court, he's been phenom- he's been phenomenal on the court, let's be honest there. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what happens off the court. But though. another word for artist is high maintenance. Ooh. A bitch. We don't like we don't like We high do maintenance. know off the court Kyrie would not take his hat off for a team photo in China. That's like, all right, guy. First of all, you, you, really? you know me. You know I don't tolerate bitchiness. You know I also didn't tolerate when I when Kyrie got signed. And Kyrie throws... You gotta admit, you were excited to get just talent in Brooklyn. Okay, uh, for once. Yeah, you got talent. But Kyrie throws 50 in on the first night, but you Lo- lost. But loses. And then he throws like 35 against the Knicks, and they won. And then he does his best to try to keep himself in the game. But then the the defense, 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 defense. Free throws, missing it. That game winner against Grizzlies, I was so depressed beyond belief when that happened. Pretty much Brooklyn Nets. There you go. Plenty to talk about. Then you got other things like... I hope they beat uh, the Rockets. (laughs) They're playing Houston Rockets right now. I was just about to bring up Houston Rockets are trying to win a championship by having the most selfish player and adding the second second most selfish player. You got James Harden adding Russell Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Former OKC teammates coming together to create one big... Terrible game to watch. This is already selfish team of all, most selfish team of all time. I Basically, watch down. one guy dribble, do a shimmy shake, and pass and shoot. Team. No, no passing. What do you mean passing? Whoa. They don't know what passing is on that team. Hey, what are you talking about? This is James Harden, by the way. When he put pl- when he plays, dribble, dribble, dribble. One little touch. Foul. What? Oh, yeah, right. Are you right. So are you far, freaking kidding. The me? NBA is uh, oh, if he drives and he throws the ball up, bleh, and they call a whistle, then the guy who defended him is like. Why is it so? Why is it so soft? Even Charles so, Bark- Charles Barkley said it best after that Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns scuffle. He's like, that wasn't a fight. That was more like a like a like a cuddly match. I'm like, you're right. Yeah, the NBA has gotten soft. So soft. I don't like it. A lot of sports getting soft. We yes, I understand protecting players, but the unwritten parts, like the little like grunge matches down low, That's like the body it. checks. You can't be physical that much in sports anymore. Defense, you can't. You're not allowed to actually play defense. Is it because you just everyone wants to see more scoring and nobody wants no. to see a defensive? Battle? We want war. It's like a video game match every time I watch an NBA game. We much. are actually trying to see gladiators. Our DNA is built to see competition where it's high level with stakes like life and death. We want to see some actual emotion. So that's Game, a, games that's all like, I got to say about the basketball. Yeah, games in the 90s and 2000s, final score was like 75 to like 72. Now it's like 175 to 172. Speaking of video games, you were debating buying 2K20. Yes, because I have 2K18 and it's like a prehistoric event because LeBron James is still on Cleveland. and, I, and That I, is weird when you, when you have the old game. You're like, do I get the new one? And they're smart by not letting you basically do roster updates game to game because there's no reason to buy new video games for football or basketball because the only thing you're doing is getting current rosters. Pretty much. I just can't. I just can't do it when like you have LeBron on Cleveland. It's like, ugh. It's like a prehistoric event. I gotta get two K twenty. I also have players on the on the Nets. I'm like, oh wow, I haven't heard this guy in a while. Is he still alive? Is he still kicking? As we end our session, and yes, we're already at minute thirty, but. We're going to take a couple extra minutes today because this is important to us. Yes. We're going to give some quick feedback on some feedback. We we got feedback, though. How about we got that? feedback, and we love it. We appreciate. We're also going to give you a little, a little shout-out. Shout out. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Uh, quoting uh, Jerry Setzer 
from who knows where. These snowflakes Snowflake. never picked up a baseball in their lives. I love that. I thought that was awesome. Just want to say, way. and that was followed up by Vincent Ingoglia. Ingoglia. Yeah. Yep. You're right, Jerry. I think soccer was their game against the girls. <laughs> hey, you know, I would like that to play. Good, man. I'd that like was to good, man. I like to play some soccer against the girls, you know. Yeah, definitely play some balls and soccer and girls. Wendy, <laughs> Wendy Fallis says, dumb thing I have ever watched. I think she was going for the dumbest thing, thing I've, I've ever watched. watched. Okay. We appreciate that, Wendy. Of Thank course. you for thinking of us. Absolutely. I want to say, Jerry, uh, calling us snowflakes, it just reminded me of my childhood because I am a very pale individual. I have no tan at all. You are as white as a goddamn I'm a ghost. Snow, I'm a snowflake. You're practically a snowflake. I, so, I don't know why I am. I'm like an olive, practically. You are olivey. You olive-y. are Mediterranean. You know, I was thinking about debating if I should call this episode Life in Snowflakes. Oh, we should call it Snowflakes. <laughs> couple of, I love that, actually. Because a snowflake is individual. It's, Not one snowflake is the same. It's calm. It's soothing. It's actually very pretty to watch, considering it's almost uh, and winter. Oh, yes, winter is upon us. And I, any press is good press. We love this feedback. Yes. We do appreciate you guys. We're totally going to send this episode and this timestamp to you guys. Uh, Vincent, uh, I just want to say I would definitely play soccer with girls. Uh, I was not a soccer player. Neither was I. I I played baseball and football in high school. I played baseball at higher levels. I got to play with the likes of George Springer. He played TCB with the me, me, me. That was my travel team. And the higher level of baseball I got, uh, my ceiling was basically college because you essentially can't be lazy, slow, and only throw 82 miles an hour, especially when alphabetically, my last name is Stolzenberg, I would have George Springer go right before me in all the showcases. So he would throw an absolute P, 98 miles an hour from the outfield right to the catcher's glove. Then I'd be up and throw a moon lollipop all the way to the mound, trickle, trickle, roll in. And after George, anything that after that looks not that good. And then there's me, who is already just a good hitter and pretty much bad at everything else. But I play baseball, so. He's the baseball player. I tried to play baseball. Didn't very, didn't play. Didn't go very well. Your baseball went just as well as that sentence went. Look, I'm getting close to the. (laughs) Yep. Anyways, thank you. We love you. Yeah. Catch you later. Rock and a roll. Rock and a roll. Bye.